ideas, inspiration, innovation. This is The Game Changer. And now here's your host, Chickie Fitzgerald. Good morning and good evening in uh, the Down Under community where our guest Paul Dunn is from. Paul, you're you're from Australia or you're in Singapore? I'm kind of well. Yeah, I'm. <laughs> I get confused uh, sometimes. So I was born in the United Kingdom and I got uh, headhunted to Australia, where I had the thrill of being one of the first ten people. This is a long time ago in Hewlett-Packard uh, down there, hence the geekiness uh, in me. And uh, then about 13 years ago, I guess, I, uh, I found uh, Singapore my, my home. And I, I, I love being here. I think it's an extraordinary place. It's, uh, for me, an amazing metaphor as well, because, you know, 54 years ago, uh, we had nothing in this country. We had no water. We had nothing, right? Wow. And now it's, you know, so it's a metaphor for how you create great things from small things. And and uh, that's well, part it's of interesting. why. <laughs> it's interesting because uh, one of the only places that I've been in, in Asia is Singapore. Uh, Yes, it is. I worked for a company uh, in Atlanta called Worldspan that was owned by Delta Northwest and TWA. And we provided travel technology for the travel industry, uh, travel agents. And our partner and a company that we hosted on our system was Abacus, which was owned by Singapore Airlines, Cathay, and a whole host of other Asian carriers. And I worked in the joint ventures group. So I, I was there for the joint venture uh, meetings with them and really, really enjoyed it. In fact, it was funny because one of my best friends at the time lived there with her husband. He had uh, been an airline CEO as well, and they had moved to Singapore. So I have very, very fond memories. Well, yeah, we should say that this podcast is brought to you by Singapore. <laughs> 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 and wherever wherever you are wherever you are listening by the way thank you for taking time to do that but uh, when we can travel again do drop by it's uh, an extraordinary uh, thing you've never seen an airport like it right uh, it is it is seriously uh, seriously amazing well i'm waiting for the beam me up scotty version of travel oh, that was. <laughs> yeah yeah i tell you what uh we went to visit my son this weekend in colorado he's going to bible college there and and uh we went for a visit and i'll tell you four hours on an airplane with a mask was more than enough for me thank you very much <laughs> exactly all the things we all the things we have to do now yeah exactly Right. So, so Paul, you got your start in life as, as a, a geek and, and you came to the attention of Hewlett Packard, which is really pretty amazing. And being a part of a startup like that, uh, or, or just any early stage venture, I find to be so energizing. And I was a part of the group at American Airlines that, uh, where Sabre, uh, the technology uh, that really was the leader of the world at, at, in most of the time of my career. Uh, and so I grew up in that environment and then, of course, watched as Travelocity emerged from that and sure. as online travel, even through its early days, uh, through Prodigy and, and AOL. Oh, well, and, that, oh yeah. yeah, those early networks. Uh, I still have my same uh, code that I used when I went on to AOL back in, in 1988. Okay. So anyway, it's, it's really great fun to do that. And, you know, you've watched uh, certainly the technology industry dramatically change. And brought well, us to this it, place where well, we can have this amazing conversation halfway around the world. Well, that's exactly right. It's exactly right. And and you know, uh, I mean, there I was uh, sitting in the room, you know, having breakfast with Bill Kulit and Dave Packard, and you know, over there in Palo Alto as well. And last wait, no, not last year now. About fifteen months ago, I was in uh, uh, Silicon Valley. Uh, speaking to an audience of whatever it was, 5,300 or so. And on the way over, 
right? Because, you know, it's a long flight from this part of the world, right? So on the way over, you know, one of the joys of flying is you can watch movies and stuff. And there happened to be a movie which was called Silicon Valley. And I thought, and it was a three-part thing, three-part documentary, as it were. And so here I am flying into Silicon Valley watching, <sighs> you know, the original creators of Silicon Valley, Bill Hewlett and Dave Packard and working in the garage and all that kind of stuff. So, so yeah, and I think one of, one of the great things about, you know, where we're at today, I mean, yes, there are so many exciting things that we can do that, you know, I, I just think it's amazing what we can do. But through it all, I think there are some very important threads that we, that we need to remember that are kind of like grounding threads, if you will, for all the great things we do. And of course, to be grateful that we've had that experience and we hopefully can bring it to all of the things we're working with now. Right, so what did you do after Hewlett Packard? Well, then I created one of Australia's first uh, computer companies. And then I, uh, I did uh, something before we even knew. I mean, you talked about 1988 a minute ago. Well, I'm talking about 1980 now and, and just on the almost 1981. And uh, I went to a thing that we didn't know what it was. It was called a seminar. I had no idea what that was. You know? <laughs> I, thought was I, I, thought was, I thought it was something to do with monks. You know what I mean? And, and it was a, a seminar with, uh, Jim, uh, with uh, Jim Rohn. And, uh, uh, or James Rohn, who sadly is, is no longer with us. But, uh, and for me, that was like a like a time tunnel. I could see, you know, me where he was, and and that was literally that day. I realized that there was something that I had inside me that I wanted to get out and, and share with others. And so that was the day I decided that <clears throat> I would speak around the world and and uh, you know be. Uh, be on stages around the world and do all sorts of very interesting things in terms of helping businesses grow. So we ended up, I ended up in a, owning a company called Results Corporation. We were uh, had the privilege of dealing with 23,000 small to medium scale businesses uh, around the world. And uh, then I morphed that into dealing with accountants because I realized that Every single one of those businesses had an accountant, right? And, right. and you know, when you when you think of accountants, you don't necessarily think of you know the great things that they do, right? And yet, so I, I made it a bit of a mission to uh, to make them realize that <clears throat> they really could do extraordinary things for business, provided they had the tools. And uh, so that took me through to the year two thousand when. I sold everything and went to live in France. And uh, I was, or at least part of the year in France. And that was supposedly because I was going to retire. Okay. Well, I didn't, I didn't that didn't sit with me too well at all. <laughs> and, you know, I just had to get back. And uh, so I got back and started speaking again, or, you know, picked that up again. And then in 2007, had this extraordinary moment. Uh, where I met with uh, the person who had the idea for what I do now, which is B1G1. And, and you know, and there we were in this room. Uh, here was I mentoring her. And you know the idea when you're mentoring someone. <laughs> the idea is that you're supposed to be the one that asks the questions and they're supposed <laughs> to be the one that answers them. And Nasami, who uh, is lovely, demure uh, Japanese voice said, would it be okay if we did it differently today? And I said, sure. And she said, can I ask you a question? And I said, sure. And she said, well, it's not so much a question. I just want you to imagine something. So I said, okay, well, let's, let's, let's try that. So she said, well, I want you to imagine a world where every time business is done, something great happens in our world. Now, remember, at the time, I was what's called an Aussie bloke, you know. <laughs> so, so in response to that, my 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 response was, "Oh, yeah, that'd be great, right?" And Masami was smart enough to say, "You don't get it." <laughs> and uh, and uh, then she said uh, in her head that she had been thinking about this for some time and. She had decided to call it at that point, uh, buy one, give one. And I said, well, 
how is that going to work? And she said, uh, well, you, you go down to, imagine you go down to an electronics store, for example, like Best Buy or something like that, and, and, and you go there and you, and you buy a plasma TV. I said, whoa, whoa. Now, bear in mind this is in 2007. And I said, well, hang on a second. If I go down and buy a plasma TV, what did you say it was called? Buy one, give one. They're not going to give me another TV. Right. She said, no, 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 you, you misunderstand. And I said, well, tell me about how I misunderstand. And she said, well, you, you go and buy that the TV because you want better, bigger vision. Yeah. So she said, how would it be if when you did that, someone who could not see? And then she took this lovely pause. I remember it very clearly. Someone who could not see got the gift of sight. I was like, oh, oh. and, uh, you know, I had a cup of coffee nearby and I picked up the coffee cup and she said, oh, how would it be when every, anyone sells or buys a cup of coffee? A child in need gets access to pure life-saving water. Oh, my goodness. How would that be? And then, you know, there were books around in this particular room we were in. And she said, or, you know, when someone buys a book or sells a book, how would it be if a tree got planted? And this was, and I remember saying at that particular point, I'm like, oh my goodness. And I said, Masami, can I be your mentor for the rest of your life? Uh -huh. and, and that kicked off, uh, you know, an extraordinary uh extraordinary journey uh where that simple idea which is now called b1g1 it took us three years to figure out how to do that because it sounds very easy right but it's, as you would know it's not uh -oh. that easy to do it right and right. and how can you do it in such a way that it, it gets embedded into companies so that you you get a, a completely new paradigm so it's not you know, XYZ company proudly supports ABC charity or whatever. Right. It is putting it right, you know, and here I am uh, looking at you on Zoom and, you know, there's the little heart on your logo right there. Uh, so it's putting it right at the heart of things that businesses do. As a simple, right. for example, of that, uh, uh, and we have what we, well, everybody who's part of 3,000 odd, uh, business owners who are part of B1G1, they have uh, what we call giving stories. So, for example, I have a giving story that says, whenever I host or speak on Zoom, um, 11 kids get access to education every day. That's and, so amazing. And so that's what that's happening literally as as we speak. So, right. well, I want to I want to. Uh, kind of come back uh, a little bit, Paul, because sure. you know, the meeting of your partner and then, you know, clearly where you are now and you have built not only this amazing concept where you, you had the vision, but you've actually put form and substance around it in a way. Mm. Uh, and I'm a technologist. I'm, I'm a solution yeah. inventor. And, and so I, I can see it. And the funny thing is that, that you and I didn't know one another. And about, it must have been seven or eight years ago, I decided that, you know, and I had been very, very successful in my uh, corporate life. I had been, you know, the highest ranking woman in, you know, each company I was with. I had worked for a global telecommunications company in France that served the travel industry been involved in merger and acquisition transactions, you know, all over the world, formed my own firm in 1996. And, you know, again, I had shared with you before we got on air, God just gifted me with this ability to see a problem and a solution. And because of my technology background, I can actually see the data. I mean, I, I can see how things are supposed to be done, right? Optimally. <laughs> now, obviously, there are many ways that things can be done. But uh, I've got this optimal vision, which is really, really a cool gift. And I didn't realize that everybody didn't have it, right? It took a while for <laughs> me to realize that this was really, really special. 
But the thing that I envisioned, and again, this was a good eight to 10 years ago, was a new kind of balance sheet, right? Where it wasn't numbers and it wasn't uh, profit and and loss and, and those traditional metrics, but it was the names and faces of who you impacted. So imagine my oh reaction, my Paul, when I saw what you built with B1G1, not just the concept you described, and we're going to get to it in a minute, but before companies get there and before individuals and leaders get there, they have to realize it's their time to rise. And so I want to talk <laughs> about your book, which is called Our Time to Rise. And you wrote it with uh, an amazing man who actually is a CPA himself, uh, Steve right. Pipe, who I met a couple of weeks ago. And the, the quote on the front of the book is a brilliantly clear and simple path for turning your business into a force of good for the world. And again, before that conference where I met both you and Steve, I had just changed my LinkedIn profile as a result of going through uh, some training with a dear friend of mine to describe myself as a force multiplier. Because again, that's when you have that gift of seeing problem and solution in the same frame, you can just move a lot faster. But, But when I saw that you had actually brought my own dream to fruition, (laughs) it was like, oh my God, because I I have used sites like uh, Kiva, which I love donating uh, to businesses because in that particular model, it's actually a loan. Um, And so they get the self-respect of paying that back. But you've used some very similar things in your your, uh, actual application, which we'll talk about after we talk about the book. So let's dive in a little bit to why you guys decided to write the book, number one. And second of all, you have got the most amazing distribution plan for this book (laughs) that is so different. And by the way, I want to call out, and not everyone will be watching this on video. Uh, A lot of our distribution channels are audio only. But Paul has a a big screen behind him, and it's actually, he's an absolute master at using Zoom. And he has taken actually the homepage from my website and put it behind him. There's a picture of a woman swimming with a, a turquoise swimming cap. And, you know, she's obviously very strong. You can see the muscles in her arm and she's about to take her next uh, swing of of her arm back into the water, but she's actually on a road and the pavement is is moving. And, and I put a tagline on that of that reinventing your business takes imagination. And I'm telling you, you guys uh, just kicked it out of the park on imagination of book distribution. So talk to me about that. And then we're going to dive into the content of the book. And then I want to circle back around to B1B1. Sure, 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 sure. Well, it was it was kind of prophetic, actually, as many things are. We were, uh, one day we were talking about a, an idea for uh, a B1G1 conference, and uh, which sadly had to be uh, uh, shifted because of the, the pandemic. And so we were looking for theme and I remember thinking rise would be, would be a great theme. And then uh, I thought, hmm, what about a time to rise? That would be an even better theme. And then at the same time, I was talking to Steve about putting some ideas together. And of course, at the time, we didn't know that there was this thing called the pandemic. We didn't know that. And, and this is why I think that the title is prophetic, because uh, for me, what, what happened was the pandemic just act without without trying to make light of the many issues that it brought up. One of the things that it absolutely accelerated was this knowledge that, you know, we are all, we always have been, but we didn't really realize it, that we're all connected. We are all connected, you know? And because of that, we see this great move now to understand that business is not about me. It's not about, it's now about us, if that makes sense. We've seen this great shift from value to values and all of those sorts of things. And so the time to rise is addressing that and saying, hey, you know, business really, it doesn't matter 
what your business is, it's a time to rise to make that business into a force for good, which just happens to be something that nobody had ever heard until the 23rd of September 2015 in Geneva at a meeting of, of in the United Nations building where they launched the Sustainable Development Goals, these things that we have to achieve by 2030. And, you know, the opening line on the, you know, here on the stage, you know, people like uh, Sir Richard Branson, Paul Polman from Unilever, Bill Gates was there, so many people that you would know of who had essentially taken three years and brought all of their teams together to say, you know, what do we have to do? What do we have to do to really... Uh, put things you know, on, a, on, a, on a great level playing field kind of thing. And the opening line that day from those people associated with the United Nations, no one had ever heard it because they came out and said, you know what, governments do, the opening line was governments do not change our world. That was the opening line. <laughs> amen to that. <laughs> well, exactly, amen. Now, certainly, you know, governments can enable and so on and so forth. But then the next bit was, and, and so we need to understand that it is businesses, because that's where most of the people are, businesses change our world. And so the whole idea of business becoming a force for good uh, was, was there at that particular point in time. And what, what the book does is basically say, here's how, here's how you can, you can do that. And the great news is it's never been easier than, than, than now to do it as well, for all sorts of reasons, some of which, of course, as you mentioned, are the technology reasons. Right, right. So when you launched this book, um, you decided that this was not about selling books and then giving money from the sale of the book, which would have been a logical thing because you could have said, okay, this is going to be, you know, uh, 3,200 bricks for, you know, this village yeah, and, and this clean water. And you could have, uh, you could have taken the B1G1 model and it would have been really exciting, right? Uh, yes, I you know, agree. I haven't ever seen that, but, but you went one step further and, <laughs> and you decided actually not only to give the book away, but to put the book in the hands of others to allow them to write a unique dynamic forward, if you will, for the book. Correct. And that it becomes a part of their distribution of, of their brand, their thought leadership, and essentially to be signing on, not just to be one G1, because that, that's the, the natural follow-on, but to endorse a change in culture that begins with the leaders of the organization. Exactly. 100%. And, and so you're planting this as an amazing seed. I mean, I see it more like an avocado seed than, than a, a mustard seed. Although we know <laughs> what God can do with mustard seeds. Imagine, right? So, so you guys are planting this amazing avocado seed, right? Even in the smallest of businesses, yeah. right? And imagine being the CEO of a multi-billion dollar company who is, you know, actually very proud of themselves for their sustainability efforts, right? And to look at what these small to medium-sized companies are doing. I mean, exactly. mind blown, Paul. <laughs> Officially, <laughs> well, you know what, mind you know blown. What? You've, uh, you've just, I mean, uh, one, of, one of the great things, of course, is habit. And one of the habits I have, and I'm fortunate enough to be able to have it, is that I, I eat avocados every morning and the avocado has now taken on a completely new. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're going to think about it because there are all kinds of no. metaphors about the avocado of, of getting to it too early and too late. Right? Uh, <laughs> we can do a whole show on that. But let's, let's talk a little bit about the framework because the, the thing that I got so excited in talking to Steve about um, in my consulting career, one of the things that I frequently did was, you know, I read a lot of business books and, yeah. and then after my consulting career, 
I began interviewing authors. I actually started my podcast in 2008 when it was still called a radio. Oh, nobody had a nobody had a podcast. Not only did they not, but I had a platform <laughs> that I had I had negotiated with the owners of the tech company, and they had a platform just like Zoom. I don't even remember the name of it, but we used to do calls because I ran the executive girlfriends group back in 2008, and again, there was no such thing as masterminds back then. That we had uh, over 700 executive women. And, and so during that time, I would take, you know, kind of the best of the best of what I would hear from books. And I, I would create programs around that and, and not plagiarizing what they were doing, but taking no, the best elements of it. And so as soon as I saw the book, I could see taking this methodology and again, it's a simple four-step process, and I'll let you walk us through the sure. four steps. Sure. But teaching consultants how to train companies to transform their culture, right? How to do what that woman is doing behind you, swimming on the concrete pavement, right? Of, of reinventing business models, products, services, analytics, tracking and how people feel about what they have done. And, you know, we watched this with the millennials coming into the, the workforce sure. and them saying, really, you guys are all about profits. And, you know, and I mean, they shake their heads and I, I happen, uh, even though I'm in my sixties, I've got uh, uh, two college students, right? Uh, my daughter is, is just about to turn 23 and my son is, is going to be 21. And so I watch the way that they think, right? And so we need to retrain. We need to reinvent oh. business. Oh, oh. Uh, um, yeah, I was talking with a brand new author who I was going to say is, uh, is a friend of mine, but that's not actually true at this point, but I hope it will become true. And he's, he's just written a great book, which is called uh, Cult Status. And in the beginning of the book, he points out that so many of the great books that we talk about, you know, whether it's, you know, Good to Great or, you know, all of those, all of those sorts of books that we, that we talk about. Uh, and without denigrating what's in the book, but, but saying, you know, it's interesting to think about those books because we talk about, for example, we talk about Apple with some reverence and, and, and yet, most of those companies, as he points out, were formed in you know the the, the late seventies. I mean, for example, Apple was formed in nineteen seventy six, right? Um, and so, but then if you look at the landscape now, and you you look at you know the Airbnbs, you look at the Spotify's, you look at the Netflixes, you look at you know all of those sorts of things, and they're formed at a at a different time. And, and essentially, and, and really interestingly, um, uh, the, 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 this guy comes up with seven steps. And, you know, I'm not here to promote that book necessarily, but it's, it's, it, it's so interesting how, uh, you know, it, just talking with you, there's exactly the same train of thought. And, and that the, the, the now is the time. And, and the, for example, step one in that book is, is, is define your impact and you know that's just so on with what we're talking about in terms of you know getting on purpose and all those sorts of things right, just right. so linked so so it is a time now to rise and as i was saying before i think that it that that time has just accelerated we were going to get to it you know under normal speed if you will but what's happened now i think as a result of these things that have been happening in the last 15 months or so, uh, it is now seriously time to, right. uh, to rise. It really well, the is, interesting yeah. thing is, uh, you know, again, behind your head on that same uh, screen that you captured from, from my corporate website is last year, just before the pandemic, we developed a, a new branding and, and we had had the product of traveling to give for a very long time. And, and our business model had been, when you take a trip, we donate, you know, we, we obviously make money off of that tra trip as any travel agent would, but we donate 10% of our revenues from that 
trip to the charity of choice of our client. And we also give them a, a royalty revenue stream. But if they want sure. to forego the revenue stream, we actually make it 25% of our revenues. And wow. then if they will donate to two particular causes, which we care uh, very deeply about, which is saving teens from human slavery and anything uh, that benefits uh, first responders and veterans, awesome. we awesome. donate 50% of our revenue. Wow. So imagine when I saw B1G1 <laughs> and I started looking at what we could accomplish with that money, because we actually do the donation, our client doesn't. So it comes from us, but we track it by, by individual client. But what, what the statement behind you says is where smart meets heart. So I would say, you know, we now have this pre-pandemic timeline, right, where we were just trying to get smart about how, how we did business. Everybody was doing that. And, you know, we had consultants, we had seminars, we had workshops, we had webinars, you know, I mean, you name it. Uh, now, you know, summits are the latest thing and challenges are, are, are even greater <laughs> than that, right? And now you've got to be on Clubhouse talking about this. And, and we've got all of this, <laughs> this effort of being smart, right? But what we did is we brought it in with the heart piece and we did it without B1G1, which now I think, oh my it's God, amazing. why didn't I meet you? Why didn't I it's meet amazing. you years ago, right? Exactly. Because the, the accelerator a, approach, and, and again, I, I don't want to miss getting to the steps in the book. Uh, I'll, I'll just seed, seed this for you so we can begin talking about it. The first one is reconnecting. The second yeah. is really honing in on this uh, ability to impact and to demonstrate yeah. impact and then to storify it, which is to the power of storytelling, right? And then elevating everything about your business. So talk to me about reconnecting and we'll, we'll dive into each of these four. Well, yeah, reconnecting is very, very important. I mean, if you, if you were in the B1G1 office right now, if we were able to get into that office, you would see three words up on, up, uh, you know, everybody has it like up on the wall. And the, 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 words, the words are impact, habit, and connection. Those are the words, right? So they basically say that, and I'll, I'll skip through the first two really quickly, but they basically say that when you give, it should not be about the money that you should get, that you give. It should be about the impact that you create. The habit thing says this should not be a, you know, let's, let's have a charity board without knocking those, those things. It, that this should be a part of everything that we do so it becomes a habit. And then we get to connection. And then people say, oh, I, I, see, I see what that is. That's, um, that's got to have to do with something about us connecting with, uh, this is a difficult business person now, right? Uh, connecting with uh, our clients. No, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, yes, it does. But there's another reconnection that you need to do before you do that. And that, of course, is to connect with you. And, and because really, how can you not connect or how can you connect with someone out there unless you're genuinely connected with you? And, uh, and so deep inside all of us, uh, you know, there's this whole thing, I, I, I express it this way, that we really, every single one of us is, is at our best when we're giving. And I, and I don't necessarily mean by that, giving money or whatever, right. but just when we're giving, when we're, when we're grateful. And so the reconnect piece is saying, let's connect to ourselves. Let's then use that to connect to our families. Let's then use that to connect with our teams. Let's then use that to connect with our communities. Let's then use that to connect with our world. And so it's this beautiful circle about reconnection. Well, and, you know, again, each of us has that epiphany moment at a different time. Mine, mine happened to be about 15 years ago, I was recovering from some surgery and, you know, kind of at that place that many people get to, of is this all there is, right? I mean, I had been incredibly oh. successful, <laughs> you know, my consulting firm had built LasVegas.com for two major casino companies, beating out Accenture and Bain and McKenzie, right? My little firm in Tampa, Florida. Uh, but at the same time, it was like, man, you know, so if I make a quarter of a million dollars, you know, being a, a really great consultant, 
So, and if I have a, a habit of giving 10% of my, my um, income, so yeah, I give 25,000. So what, you know, 25,000 is gone in a heartbeat and any nonprofit right. listening to this would tell you that, right? I mean, it, it, it just goes in a heartbeat, especially in the traditional giving model where you've got all these administrative costs, exactly. right? And I thought, well, what if I would build a half a billion dollar company, right? And, and if the minimum that I'm giving is 10% and, you know, again, we have a model of giving 25 and 50% of our revenues. Imagine we can not only change lives, right? We can change villages. We can change generations, right? Because you start totally. that generational change that happens. Totally. And then you really have changed the world. And, and I was totally. always a big thinker when it came to that, but I didn't have the way to get this done. Again, I love accelerators, right? I, I, I run an incubator, right, for early stage companies. But you've given me the juice, right, through this. So let's, <laughs> let's talk about impact now, because impact is really the core of why B1G1 uh, has taken off the way that it has, because it's not only a concept, you have made it visual, and then uh, just go right into storifying because I, I think those two go together so beautifully. Yeah, impact and storifying, exactly. So um, as, as I said a little while ago, um, you know, I, I, I've got a, I, and, and I, I lost count actually of how many giving stories I have. Uh, but, but one of them says, as I said, whenever I'm on Zoom, uh, give 11 days of access to education to uh, uh, a child. Whenever I send an email, uh, something great happens as well. There happens to be water that goes with that. And you know, if you think about that just for a second, uh, it's really interesting because um, you could you can go to a particular site which is called uh, internetstats.com, and you they will you will see there that and it tracks it. It's amazing how it tracks it. In, uh, Internet Stats Live, it's called dot com. And you can see that last time I checked, which was about a month ago, every second, every second, there were 2.7 million emails, every second, right? So just let's contrast that number. <laughs> and, you know, if someone's sort of sitting in the car and I don't stop and get it on the calculator, but, you know, just try and figure out what 24 hours is of that. And I, and I just said, you know, it's 2.7 million per second. And we know that there are close to, depending on what stats you read, some 700 uh, million people who don't have access to clean water. They don't. Right? Right. And, and, and so just go figure if we all could do that, which is not exactly challenging, right? Because in the B1G1 model, it has one cent to do that, right? Right. Um, and do you see what I mean? And so... All of a sudden, you know, Masami's magic was 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 this, again coming back to this power of small, but then sort of being able to aggregate or multiply that once we all got involved, you know, and and uh, hopefully we we make it easy for people to do that as well. So, um, and and then what's what's really interesting is <laughs> you you would perhaps understand uh, we we talk about impact and and the 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 or the storify and the impact as you said together and what's so interesting is because you can say you know when this happened this happened when i did that in the company when we had a great phone call or in the family when you know our 10 year old cleans his room you know <laughs> something something great happens right um and and when you can do it that way it just connects and you and uh, and you, you, we get emails where people, when they do their first giving, they go, "Oh my goodness, that just felt so good, you know, right. so good to do." And right. what's also interesting about that is, I remember being asked to speak at a school. Some one somebody was on one of our B1G1 study tours where we actually go and you know look on the ground that the impact that is being created. 
And uh, so this, this guy happened to be an accountant and his daughter, who at the time was 14, and then Jessica, and they said, oh, can you, can you, when you're in Brisbane, which is where the school was, can you speak at our school? And I said, well, sure, I'm yeah, happy to do that. And I thought that I'd be speaking to their class, right? Like of, you know, 33 kids. Right. But they told the principal of the school that this was going to happen. The principal said, oh, everybody needs to hear this. <laughs> and so here I was in front of 550 kids. And Jessica, who's a very um, introverted at that time, introverted 14-year-old, uh, a young lady and she was going to introduce me and I, and I said I said is there one thing uh, Jess that you would you'd like me to talk about that is like a stay behind you know, like a major kind of thing for people listening to it and she said oh yes that's easy and I said oh really tell me that and she said well I would love you to be able to say or talk about at some point that we frequently when we talk about giving we frequently think that the beneficiary is literally the beneficiary, but we forget that actually it's us oh, as well. Yeah. Yeah. It is, and that's so cool, right? You know, so out of the mouths of uh, out of the mouths of babes, right? Oh, and great. that isn't it, and and that's why one of the uh, amazing things about B1G1, we, we never thought this would happen. We, you know, we, we thought that the great thing about B1G1 was that, you know, you can give from tiny amounts, 100% of your giving goes, and, you know, all, and we track the giving, you know, da, 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 you know, all of those sorts of things. And we thought that's what people would talk about. But interestingly enough, they, I mean, they do talk about that, but, they, they also say that this it's so interesting for me that people would say this and they say oh uh, you should you know if they're talking to one of their friends oh you should join b1g1 oh really why because it transformed my company what well that's and the elevate piece though right there you go right so, so right. it's like really really and you say well what <coughs> for that to say and and here's the point about the storify and the impact and they say well what it would did, it just simply shifted the spirit. Right? That's it, just shifts the spirit. And, you know, that's one of those almost unquantifiable things, but, but it, maybe we can't measure it in the, in the strict sense of the word, but we can measure it in terms of what happens with people uh, and, and the joy that they get from doing what it is they do. So, and, and as you absolutely say, so you've got, the reconnect, you've got the impact, you've got the storify, because that's how we learn, that's how we inspire. Right. And as a result of doing those things, then we elevate to a totally different level of being. Right. And and again, we don't have, have time to go into this in depth, but I will just say that after learning uh, not only about B1G1 and, and joining uh, B1G1 for my own company. And, and by the way, we're at this place where we were at a dead stop from 2020. We relied on the travel and events industry. And, and to your point about your own conference, um, you know, if conferences don't exist, then people don't need to travel to them. And our tool, which, which enables that travel and then enables the giving back to, uh, you know, the sponsors of the conference. Um, you know, we were just at this place where I didn't know where the money was going to come from, but I really felt strongly. And because my life is, is guided by my faith, um, you know, and I knew uh, that God had a plan and, and that when I saw what you guys were doing, it was so perfectly aligned with my dream from 10 years ago. And again, what happened when I got up off of my bed after I had had this surgery is uh, I had been uh, without income and, and had lost, I had invested a million dollars in a venture, raised 6 million uh, from a local uh, investor here in Tampa. We had lost everything. And I had an opportunity to go and do consulting with AARP, the Association of uh, Retired People here in the US. And I couldn't even afford to go uh, to DC for the interview. And I was on a call with the Executive Girlfriends Group, which was this group that I told you about that I was uh, running uh, 
back a decade ago. Well, I still I still have this group active now, but we were on the call uh, and we always went around in a circle telling our high point and our low point. And my high point was I had this opportunity to do a consulting gig with AARP, but I couldn't afford to go, right? And one of the women said, you know, I've got plenty of frequent flyer miles, just tell me the dates and I'll get oh, wow. you a ticket. And another Lovely. woman who I hadn't even met said, uh, my husband and I live, uh, you know, not far from the AARP office. We're going to be out of town that weekend. Just come and stay at our place. And I had never <laughs> even met them. And Paul, that ended up being a $450,000 consulting engagement. And wow. at the end of the engagement, I said to the, the executive at AARP, so where do I write the check for $45,000? It, it needs to go. To, and I realized they had a foundation. But they, they were stunned. They had never seen someone take their mm-hmm. business model. But now, again, now marrying that concept with what can you do with $45,000 at B1G1 and multiplying Amazing. that out, uh, again, mind blown uh, over and over and over again. So, Paul, I want to thank you for your time this morning. We've gone a little bit longer than I had uh, oh, planned and pleasure. promised. But this will not be our last phone call, sir. <laughs> oh, that's uh, that is uh, that is wonderful to hear. I think uh, you know we need to practice that which we uh, that we, that which we preach. So you may remember impact, habit, and connection. And so I just want to say thank you so much for being a part of of, of this. Uh, you know, it's it's such. Uh, you, you can imagine how. Uh, how I feel that something that uh, you know I, I had a little bit to do with, um, and all of a sudden, you know, here I am talking with someone that I'd never met, who is telling me a, 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 about how great that thing is, and so um, just you know that gives me a lump in in my throat uh, just just thinking about Aww. that. So I am um, deeply grateful for being able to be here with you. Well, I, from, from my fair lady, you just wait, Henry Higgins, because there, <laughs> exactly. is, there is so much more. And, and again, we aren't going to have time to talk about it because I have, I have a 10 o'clock call, but I am going to schedule another time to talk to you is because it? it is my time to rise, Paul. Dunn. <laughs> and, <laughs> and uh, you were part of the plan before we even knew there was a plan, okay? There you go. I, I, I believe that too. So. And, and, <laughs> and, and I, I am going to make this prophetic statement that we are going to multiply this and we are going to multiply oh, the impact beyond your wildest imaginations because the person at the helm of this, right, the inspiration uh, is is going to give us that path. And I am I am just more excited about this than I have been about any technology idea I have ever had. I'm oh, telling wow. you, it's oh my goodness. and and because again, the the gift that I have is is I can see how how it looks already, oh, yes. right? <laughs> and and uh, for those of you who are listening to this, uh, and you know, I think we will probably do a, a follow on call. Maybe we'll get Steve on the phone. Uh, do another interview about this but but I am also going to step up with your book distribution and I am going to showcase the book on my website so you know the the picture of of the woman with the the cap and and the uh reinventing your business takes imagination uh I'm going to tweak the colors a little bit and we're going to put the rise (laughs) book on that same picture right and we're going to teach people how to do this, right? And we're going to give them a way to view what they've done within our own framework, which is for every trip you take, you know, my company makes a, a certain amount of money. And so I now can show them for all of the different, uh, you know, types of impact you can choose to have. I can show them what one okay. trip would do, right? And now they can visualize it. Right before exactly. it was a it was a concept, right? So Paul, thank you so so much. <laughs> thank you. You don't thank even you. know the gift you've given me, Paul. Uh, but <laughs> but it is time to rise. We've been talking about the book 
Our Time to Rise, written by Steve Pipe and Paul Dunn. Uh, Paul, I am, uh, like I said, I'm just uh, bursting uh, with ideas. So uh, I'll get back with you separately and, and we'll set and up I so look, time uh, to talk. I, I so look forward to it. And to everybody listening, thank you for being here as well. It's been great to be able to share this with you. Thanks so okay. much. Thank you okay. so much, Paul. Bye. Bye -bye. Oh, and before we go, so if you want to know more about B1G1, oh, how yeah. can they find it? Oh, very simple. Just B1G1.com. Very, very simple. Uh, and we look forward to you exploring and, of course, to welcoming you on this on this journey, which uh, I have to say, after this, uh, this time with you, has... Um, become even more exciting than it was. So right. thank you so well, much. Well, I, I will tell you, this is the next leg of your journey. You uh, not to negate what you guys have done because it's been unbelievable. But imagine now supercharging that, right? Yeah. And I'll give you just, just a tiny little glimpse. So our technology wasn't built for the traveler. Our technology is built for the CRM company who plugs it into the CRM it platform. In. And then all of a sudden, the 15,000 companies they have that use their platform now have our capability, which then gets measured by the B1G1 measure. <laughs> 15,000 with a single implementation of our tool. Oh, I mean, like I are. said, it's mind boggling. You know, well, and here we are sitting on today, you know, 229 million. Uh, impacts that have been yeah. made. So, uh, but some very huge goals as part of that. And I know that you're going to be a part of. Well, uh, and I want to be a part of it. So uh, this, this is part of my destiny. And I just am so <laughs> grateful to Julia for asking you to speak at, at her uh, conference. And I'm going to invite you to my platform, which is the Game Changer Network. And so we've got a group that came from Julia's conference. We've got about 160 people who right. are just waiting to do something more. So let's give All it right. to them. All right. Well, I look forward to that. It's okay. really, it's really cool. Thank you so much. Okay, Thank Paul. You. Have a great Catch day. Catch you soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. You've been listening to The Game Changer. Ideas inspiration, innovation, with Chickie Fitzgerald. Like what you just heard? Visit c-suiteradio.com. C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business.